Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 10 of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode's titled Springing into a no-kids vacation at Disney Springs. I went on vacation about, oh, it's got to be six weeks ago now with my girlfriend, Lisa. And just like the title says, we didn't bring any kids with us, which is the first time I've ever done that since I was, I think, a sophomore at college, which was a long time ago. Anyway, I thought it would be an awesome podcast to review Disney Saratoga Springs Hotel where we stayed and Disney Springs. I'll let you know how to do a no kids vacation or if you're going to bring the kids how to handle vacationing at the Disney Springs area. So sit back, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening and let's go on that ride. So here's how episode 10 is going to roll. I'm first going to give you a quick overview overview of staying at the Saratoga Springs Hotel and Disney Springs, which was formerly known as Downtown Disney. Then I'll spend some time doing a deep dive into Saratoga Springs and finish up with a nice review of Disney Springs, complete with all the restaurants we've eaten at and some of the shopping opportunities. So how did we decide to do a couples-only vacation? Well, it was Lisa's idea. She didn't want it to go during the Food and Wine Festival. So I was like, sign me up. Why not? Everybody loves the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. Only problem was, where are we going to stay? Because we decided the last minute in the springtime and we wanted to go in the fall. And of course, as a DVC member, I wanted to use my points. That way I don't have to pay for the room separately. Of course, I'm kind of already paying for the room based on the points and the annual fees. But anyway... The only place we could get without going on a waiting list, waiting list, wow, that was a tongue twister, was to stay at Saratoga Springs. The only thing I knew about it was, I know it was a little bit on the older side, and I knew I was going to get like a one-bedroom studio at Saratoga Springs. It was going to cost me like 90 points, which is like 25% of what it costs for me to get a one-bedroom suite during uh, Christmas week at Bay Lake Towers, which is my home base. So I booked it. And as usual, I booked our dinner reservations and ride reservations in advance. Um, Just to give you a quick little recap, personally, I set a calendar six months in advance the first day of my vacation, and I start booking out all my dinner reservations. And then if you stay at a Disney hotel, which we are or were in this trip, you get 60 days advance notice to book out your ride reservations. So if you're not doing that, Go back, look at my library of podcasts. I tell you how to do it and and how to book. Anyway, so when I was booking our dinner reservations, I tried to book as many as I could at Disney Springs, which was formerly known as Downtown Disney, because I knew we were going to be super close. I did have some experience a few years back when we went, we actually walked through Saratoga Springs. We had dinner reservations at um, I, I don't know. It was probably Raglan Road, which is one of my favorite Irish restaurants. 
and we were coming from a park. And of course, usually you, you can't go from park to park with the bus transportation without, you know, the only way to use a bus from a park to go to say Disney Springs or another park is to um, go through the ticket and transportation center and then transfer. There are some other options, you know, more recently, but back in the day it was really to go from say Epcot to Disney Springs. You had to take a bus to a hotel. Of course, that was Saratoga Springs. We had no idea where we were. It looked kind of cool. He dropped us off as close as we could get to downtown Disney. And we ended up walking. And the walk was pretty long, but it was doable. So all I knew about Saratoga Springs, besides the points, is I knew we were going to be close. So I tried to book as many of those reservations as I could. I made the following advanced dining reservations in Disney Springs. George's Wine Bar. Enzo's Hideout, Frontera Cucina, and Morimoto's Asia. Left off were some of our perennial Disney Springs restaurants of the Boathouse because I knew we were going back to Disney between Christmas and New Year's and everybody likes that, so we had the Boathouse. And of course was the aforementioned Raglan Road. Like I said, Raglan Road, one of my favorite Irish restaurants. It's like having St. Patrick's Day every day, except the food is awesome. Um, the main reason why I left them out is because we wanted to try new places. Because, again, it was a no-kids Disney vacation. So that's how I booked it out. And um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, how this podcast is going to roll, I'm going to talk about that a little later. So our first taste of Saratoga Springs in this trip actually came by way of um, Epcot. So we get into Orlando, as we usually do. We fly into Orlando. Uh, we bypass the Magical Express. I grab a... I grab a taxi and we go straight to Epcot to enjoy the food and wine festival it was really hot that day it was the middle of September it was still in the hundreds and of course we had the food and wine festival which we enjoyed for lunch and snacks I also had a soaring fast pass but that day but by the afternoon we were just super hot super tired and maybe a little drunk and so we took a nice very cold air-conditioned bus back to Saratoga Springs. And that's where we're going to start of our, our review of Saratoga Springs. One of the things you got to keep in mind when you stay at Saratoga Springs is that the resort area is enormous. It's composed of five different areas, actually six if you count the tree houses. So you have the tree houses, you have the grandstand, the carousel, paddocks, Congress Park, and the springs. The springs is where we stayed. That's the preferred location. So why am I telling you about all these locations? Well, when you're leaving the parks and you're going back to your room at Saratoga Springs, if you stayed where we stayed, which is the Springs, you're the last stop on the Saratoga Springs route. The good news is, is when you want to get to the parks, because you're the last one, you go, you get on the bus stop at Springs and you're going right to the parks. You don't have to make any more stops. So that's pretty clutch. The Springs is considered a preferred location, so it costs a little more, but it's worth it. The amenities are better, and like I said, you're getting to the parks. You don't have to wait as long, and you don't have to go through the entire bus loop at Saratoga Springs when you're heading over towards the parks. It's also, you got a nice little bo a boat location in the back that also takes you directly over to S Disney Springs. We never really checked out the other locations. I mean, we obviously drove through them on buses, on the bus loop. So I really can't recommend them. 
But I stayed at the Springs, so if you're going to go there, that's where I would recommend you stay. The other other locations I mentioned before were the tree houses. Yes, I said tree houses. Um, that sounds really cool. We wanted to check it out. We never got a chance to. Anyway, Saratoga Springs itself is modeled after Saratoga, New York with a racetrack theme. Um, from a theming perspective, you want my opinion. Well, I guess you do because you're listening to me. I think it's a little weak. At the pool at, at the Springs location, uh, at the top of every hour, you hear a recorded first call bugle. You know that sound at the start of every horse race. Eh, I don't care for it. It was kind of silly. Um, the hotel itself, if you ask me, is just a little dated. It's just okay. Our room was really pretty comfortable. It's a one bedroom. The problem with the one bedroom there is that it came with a queen size bed. Uh, we're used to sleeping in the king. We thought about upgrading it, but the amount of points, the amount of days we're staying there, we just didn't think it was worth it. Um, also, our room was on the water, uh, but it didn't have a lot of pop like the other hotels had. Uh, the, the pool, we actually spent a lot of time there because I said before it was really, really hot. The pool was actually pretty good. Um, we had a good time. Um, it's not the beach club pool or the contemporary pool, but it's pretty solid. The main house where you check in, again, is quite good. Um, it's not the contemporary or wilderness lodge good, but it's solid. The quick service is one of our favorite options. It's delicious. It's probably one of the best ones we've ever had. And so that's a definite plus. Uh, one day we were, you know, we were, we were having lunch there. We tried their margarita flatbread pizza. Uh, that was super fresh. I tried their lobster roll. I'm going to post a picture of it. It was enormous. It was delicious. Uh, keep in mind, I'm a native New Jerseyan. I'm not from New England. So maybe you guys are like lobster roll snobs. But from my perspective, it was huge and delicious. Breakfast was great too. A lot of options, including the omelets. Plus their cupcakes were delicious. They had a great selection. You know what I mean? You can pick your poison. Any, any of their cupcakes, we tried a whole bunch of them. Um, they were super fresh and super delicious. You can't go wrong. Um, as for dinner at the hotel, as I said earlier, we're usually eating out. Um, they did have something called the Turf Club, Turf Club, which looked and smelled really good. It seemed like a real steak and potatoes place. I talked to some people, some other guests. They said they really like it there. Um, you know, I I would probably order dinner there if I was staying. But again, you're so close to Disney Springs, I kind of bypassed it. But it had outdoor seating on a patio. It looked pretty good. Um, I wish I could give you more details on a review, but, you know, as I said, I'm eating in the parks or at Disney Springs. All right, so now comes the best part about Saratoga. Well, a lobster roll as I'm doing this recording is really, really good. So maybe it's the second best part of staying at Saratoga Springs is you can walk to Disney Springs, which I think is a bit of a hike. Or better yet, steps down from the turf club. Along the water, which we discovered on our first day after we took a nap, after visiting Epcot, is that you walk past the pool, through the main building, past the turf club, down the steps to a boat. And that boat is about five minutes to Disney Springs once you catch it. And that's where we're going to pick up with a Disney Springs review. Disney Springs. This is not your father's downtown Disney or Pre Pleasure Island. Somebody calls it Pleasure Island. Uh, they're in for a rude awakening because it's awesome. It's literally the best 
adult activity you can have. The best shopping, the best dining, the best music. You get the idea. During the day, it's just a great place to grab lunch or breakfast, as you'll hear in a few minutes. Shop and walk around. It's a great place to hang out with the kids. There's movies. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do. At night, it becomes alive. It's like a music extravaganza. Everywhere you turn, there's some some restaurant, some bar has live music playing. When you take that boat from Saratoga Springs, you're left off in the heart of some of the best restaurants at down at Disney Springs. Ugh, I almost said downtown Disney. Before I jump into all those restaurants and special places, let me just tell you about the shopping options. They're fantastic. You have a mix of high upscale stores, typical mall stores, Disney stores, collectibles. It's just a lot of fun. A lot of different stores you're not going to see uh, normally wherever you shop. Uh, the first place you get left off when you're taking the boat from Saratoga Springs over, you get left off at that ramp. You'll see on your left is something called the hangar bar. I didn't eat there. Lisa and I did stop off for drinks. Late, late that first night, the idea behind it is it's a hangar bar, kind of where you would think Indiana Jones and his pals would frequent. The drinks were cool. Um, they were a lot of fun. Uh, generally speaking, I didn't really love the scene there. It feels a little too realistic for a dive bar. And I kept wondering if it were all not just for show, uh, you know, but it's Disney. I just, again, I didn't really like the feel for it. Um, I'm sure the food's fine. Uh, but uh, I don't. I made reservations for uh, uh, Christmas week, and I didn't make them there. Don't worry, I'm not going to dive into all the places you can eat. The good news is, I'm going to tell you about all the places we did eat. Right across from the hangar bar was our first stop, which is called Wine Bar George. George, it's an awesome place. I don't really think it's kid-friendly. I mean, of course, it's dizzy, so you can bring your kids, but I don't recommend it. So if you're going with kids, or at least younger kids, I'd avoid it. Why? It's a wine bar. Kind of get that from the name, right? The building itself is beautiful. Tries to incorporate wine themes throughout it. There are like over 200 bottles of wine you could try by the glass. It's it's a blast. Uh, we, had a, we did try some of the different uh, food options. It's mostly small plates. There were a couple of dinner options that you could share for the table. The small plates we had was their octopus salad, their homemade hummus, crispy mac and cheese, meatballs, and pork belly. We basically, like I said, stay down on the on the small plates. The bad news is, as of when we were there, they didn't take any discounts for dinner. Um, and I mean no discounts. I mean, you could use a dining plan there if you have one. We don't usually get the, the, the Disney's dining plan. We'll get the quick service, which, of course, you can't use. And usually I rely on Tables in Wonderland or my annual pass. But they didn't take any of those. Um, so I highly recommend Wine Bar George, especially if you're without young kids. The next stop that's near Wine Bar George that we ate at is Vivoli Il Gelato. I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, but it has a large line, so keep that in mind, especially around dinner time. Uh, the gelato was great. Um, they, we did try everything. They had some sort of like Donut gelato combination would look delish, but we were stuffed. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of gelato because it's a little bit on the sweet side, but if you like gelato, that's your place to go. 
Nearby, right on the water, is the boathouse, which I mentioned earlier is a, is a perennial favorite of ours. There are a lot of things going on at the boathouse. First, it's an awesome seafood restaurant. We've enjoyed all the meals there. They, don't worry, they also have some delicious-looking steak. Um, the thing that everybody goes wild about is their bread they bring to the table. Believe it or not, I'm not a fill-up-on-the-bread-at-dinner type of guy. But this bread, we usually get two or three servings. They also have a lot of unique drinks. If you're lucky and you have a good party size, you could reserve table uh, reserve a table in their Amphicar table. What's an Amphicar? That's the next thing that's going on at the boathouse. If you don't know what it is, you can you could spend about $125 for a 25, 20-minute ride for up to three people with a captain and a car that starts off on dry land and then turns into a boat where you float around the little lake there during a little tour. Um, I think it's probably worth it for 125 bucks. I've never done it. Um, so if you're going to the boathouse for dinner and you want to have a little bit of fun, um, I think that's a great idea. Heading back over to the landing or the ramp where you got dropped off on from your boat from Saratoga Springs is another family favorite of ours. It's Raglan Road. The food is great. It's not that crappy Irish food you usually get where it's like, oh, I got potatoes and cabbage and boiled meat. Eh. Um, no, this is great food, great Irish food, great drinks. They have an indoor and outdoor stage. There's music. There's dancers. It's literally St. Patrick's Day every day. Right near Ragling Road in a big, beautiful building that you can't miss where it was the former location of the Springs Bodily Com Bottling Company is Marimoto Asia. The building's awesome. The inside seating is awesome. The food is awesome. You get the idea. It's Morimoto. He's trying on all these different Asian foods. Japanese food, check. Chinese food, check. You get the idea. The food is beautiful. When Lisa and I ate there, we way over ate. When we go back again between Christmas and New Year's, and yes, we're going back again, we're going to overeat again, even though we'll have one other person with us. One of the items that's on there we went back and forth on was their Japanese A5 Wagyu beef. It's sold in three-ounce portions. We went back and forth, didn't get it. Not that I don't love that beef, but what we had was their angry chicken, which was like the greatest fried chicken ever. We had the Morimoto spare ribs. I'm not a big spare ribs guy. Um, these are the greatest spare ribs you'll ever have. Six weeks later... I'm just drooling, thinking about how good those spare ribs are. I really miss them. Uh, we had dumplings. Their dumplings were great. Next time we go, we're going to order two of them. And then, of course, we had the classic Morimoto Buribop, which Morimoto used to win Iron Chef Japan. It's awesome. Get a reservation. If you can't get a reservation, try the outdoor seating. They call it their street food. It's pretty good. It's right outside You'll like it. No, you'll love it, and you'll thank me for it. All right, back over to the landing, which we're going to use as sort of our, uh, if you haven't figured out, we're using as sort of our uh, compass. You're going to walk past it with the water on your right, and then you're going to go up a little incline. We didn't eat any of those restaurants. Maybe we'll do it next time. But if you keep going towards the end, you're going to see a little sign that says, Enzo's Hideaway, and you're going to look down. It's going to look like some cheap little pizza restaurant. Walk down those steps, walk past those seating, and inside you're going to find Enzo's 
hideaway, which is like this pseudo um, basement slash speakeasy. It's got the best Italian food in Disney World. And if you don't believe me, they won for best Italian restaurant in Central Florida for 2019. They have a sister restaurant called Maria Nenzo's, which I'm sure is awesome too. Anyway, the food is delicious. The biggest surprise we had was their Caesar salad, which they don't tell you is large enough for three people. We each ordered one. It was enormous. Couldn't finish it. It's got, besides delicious Caesar salad dressing and your standard items, it also has uh, dried uh, prosciutto or speck. I think that's what it's called. Um, I had the bronzino, what's on the menu. Delicious. Lisa had their lasagna, which has got a braised short rib ragu. Super yummy. Um, I tried to get her to share Nona's pasta with me for two, but she shot me down. Anyway, Enzo's Hideaway, very much recommended. You'll thank me there too. You'll thank me for going there too. The next stop we stumbled into is right next to Maria's. It's called The Edison. We didn't eat there. We literally stumbled there on our first day. Yeah, that first day, let me tell you what we did. We went, to, we flew in. We went to Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. We went back to our hotel for a nap. Then we went down to Disney Springs. We hit Wine Bar George. Then we walked around and saw all the bands. We did a little shopping. And then we stumbled across the Edison. The Edison is sort of got a, like a kind of a New Jersey Edison inventor feel slash 1920s speakeasy feel. You walk into this place, you see all these gears, you go down these steps to the stage, and you're in like a 1920s speakeasy, complete with men and women dressed up, there are people dancing, there's music, the drinks are great, it's a blast. We're going back there for dinner between Christmas and New Year's, so I'll have a better review for you at that point. And just to finish off that crazy first day, then we also ended up at the hangar bar. And after that, we went back to the hotel room because we were pretty exhausted. All right. We only ate two more places, so hang in there. You're doing great. The next place we had for dinner is called Frontera Co Cochina. Um, it's a high-end, very high-end Mexican restaurant. The food was super good. Hey, it was pretty standard. I mean, I, I got nothing against it. The drinks are great. The building's beautiful. The inside's beautiful. Uh, but you get the idea of what you're eating there, and it's really tasty. Um, but if you skip it, I think that's okay, too. It depends on what you're in the mood for. And then the final place is Deluxe Burger. Guess what they feature? Bingo! You guessed it, burgers. Except we never got there for lunch or dinner. What we did get there for was for breakfast. And breakfast was great. It takes quick service. So you could go there for breakfast and get a delicious Breakfast burger with coffee on your quick service. And even if you're not on the quick service plan, I'd still eat there if you're over in Disney Springs for lunch or breakfast or dinner if you want something quick. Uh, for breakfast, we tried two things. Their classic breakfast burger, which is a hamburger, cheddar cheese, egg, and hash browns. Delicious. And the El Dorado burger, which is a chorizo blend. I liked it too. But if you ask me, I would get the classic breakfast burger over and over and over again. The only other place we visited that had anything to do with food or drink was the Coke store, which I really can't recommend. Unless you're really a big fan of Coke and you want some Coke apparel. You want like Coke sneakers. I don't know if they have that. You want Coke shoes. You want Coke shirts. You want anything Coke. 
And on the top floor, when you get all the way out there, they had this outdoor bar, which has alcoholic drinks and non-alcoholic drinks featuring, you guessed it, Coke products. Um, if you ask me, it's a big nothing sandwich. Beyond the food, there's enormous shopping opportunities and even more things to discover. Um, there are really some awesome places to shop. One of them um, was Chappelle, Chappelle Hats, which, believe it or not, spent a lot of time in there. Lucky enough, this time around, I did not buy a hat. Um, there are a couple other places that uh, we really enjoyed. The first one was we took the giant helium balloon ride. When you come in from Saratoga Springs in the boat, on the boat, you're going to see a giant helium balloon. Yes, it's helium. You could go on a ride, and you could go all the way up and take pictures. It's fun. And the other place was the Void. You're like, well, hey, what's the Void? The Void is a virtual reality event where you pay like $35 to $40, and you step into this immersive virtual reality. I did the Star Wars one called Star Wars Secrets of the Empire, and it was awesome. It's even better than I could imagine. I'm not going to ruin for you, but you really feel and believe like you were in the middle of a Star Wars movie. It's a, You go around blasting bad guys, walking, slightly jogging through it, ducking, shooting things. You could feel heat. I mean, it's a blast. You're like, eh, 35, 40, pay the money. You'll enjoy it. Some other spots that I think you can't miss. They have a giant Lego store. They have a giant World of Disney, which is literally like the best Disney shopping. Uh, there's like a, a Marvel store. There's a candy store. There's art stores. You get the idea. If you could think of someplace to shop, it's at Disney Springs. You're going to have a blast there. Anyway, that's it. You got a good review of Saratoga Springs which I think is a, a pretty good place to stay, even though it's a little dated. If you are going to stay at Saratoga Springs, make, st make sure you stay at the Springs section because it's near all the action, and you can get to the parks a little faster without having to go through the loops. Even if you don't stay at Saratoga Springs, you must go to Disney Springs at least one time for dinner. Trust me. Eat at one of these places that I mentioned. Uh, Racklin Road, The Boathouse, uh, Morimoto Asia, um, I'm going to try the Edison um, Deluxe Burger, even for just sandwiches, you, you know. And if you don't have kids, try Wine Bar, Bar George. But if you're going to go to Disney Springs for dinner, make sure you leave yourself plenty of time for shopping and walking around because Disney Springs is huge and it has something for everyone. So that's it. That's a wrap on episode 10. I'm going to come back actually pretty quickly with episode 11, which is going to be my review of Star Wars galaxy's edge so that's a wrap of episode 10 of zippity doo disney thanks for listening thanks for going on this ride and be on the lookout for episode 11